Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Remember when we said maybe the Celtics were dead? No, not yet. They are very much alive as they move on from the play-in tournament. A 118-100 win over the Wizards. Tatum went for 50, as we mentioned, outscored actually Westbrook and Beal. That doesn't happen often during the season, or at least it didn't happen often during the season, but he did a huge third quarter for him, and the Celtics move on. They'll play Brooklyn now uh, in the in the 2-7 matchup, and that first game will be Saturday night, ABC, game one in Brooklyn, a little Celtics-Nets some, definitely some history there between those two franchises. But as we talk about the Wizards, they will now move on. They'll play the Pacers, who blew out the Hornets in the other play-in game. And that'll be Thursday night, a game you can hear on ESPN Radio. But from that game, well, we the Wizards came into this matchup, guys, as like hot. the red-hot team in hot. the East. And especially the way Russ was playing, Russell Westbrook, Beal was playing. The two of them looked like there's two stars there. You don't want to face this team. They did not look like that team at all. And Russell Westbrook... Looking at his line, all right, 20 points, 14 rebounds, five assists. So he didn't get the triple-double he'd been doing all, all season. But still, six of 18. The team altogether didn't shoot well from three. Three for 21 as a team. He was 0 for 4. Bradley Beal was 1 for 6. And a minus 19 in 37 minutes. And it leads to, when we talk about Russell Westbrook, we marvel at his ability to fill the box score. He's been, usually in his career, a winner. When he was the solo guy in OKC, that was a tough team. They were a really good team. But there's always been that thing about Russ, despite winning MVPs, is that can you win with him? And when they say win, they mean win it all with him, Jay. Can you win with Russell Westbrook? There was um, – so last night he had 20, 14, and 5. You said the stat didn't have an assist in the second half, right? Um, obviously, she really struggled shooting from the floor. I think he was like 6 or 17. 6 or 18, 18, yeah. something around that. And um, I was like, as soon as the game was over, I was like, here it comes. I knew it was going to happen. Oh. And sure enough, there was a scout. This is on Bleacher Report that reported. This is what the scout said. He's as an elite as elite gets in this league when it comes to competing. But wanting to compete and competing isn't the same as winning. And that's a big question we all have had with Russ going back to his days in OKC. He wants to compete like no other but does he want to win? Is he willing to do or not do what it takes? This is my problem I have with this, man. I hate how this narrative follows guys like, does he want to win? Because he fills up the stats. I don't get confused about how that can be flated, conflated with, well, he gets his points, he gets his rebounds, he gets his assists, but this guy, just, he's not sure he can win. Now, if you want to say, is his game, is his style in which he plays because he dominates the ball, is that conducive to him winning? That's a legit question. That's a legit question. You know, but then I would counter that question with, from a GM perspective, who are you surrounding him with because he needs the right pieces to help him win ultimately a championship. He doesn't, he's not LeBron James. He's something completely different. But to question the will and the desire of this man who competes every damn day, I think is absolutely BS. And I think this narrative needs to stop about does Russell Westbrook want to win? You want to question his shooting ability? Fine. Do you want to question his skill set? Is it conducive to winning? Fine. Don't question the desire and the mentality that Russell Westbrook brings to the table each and every day. I think that's BS. I would say, obviously, he wants to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, duh. Nobody plays hard. Like, nobody yeah. plays hard and goes out on the floor. Key, I want to say again for you. He wants to compete like no other. 
but does he want to win? Yeah, but they're, aren't they're, they the same? It, but clearly, that scout doesn't know what he's looking at. I hate when I scouts would, are I would say when you go back to his OKC days, had that team stayed together, they would have won a championship yeah, by now. Multiple championships. Yeah, yeah multiple championships KD, by James now. Harden, and Russell. Yeah, yeah they could have figured out how to make that three work, or even the two work. They would have won a championship by now. If KD, if KD and Brooks stayed together at OKC, we would be like, oh, man, they got two championships. They're trying to go for their third. Weren't they on their way? I mean, they were yes. on their way, but uh, – Against the things, Warriors, they are on their went, way. Things went in another direction. And much like you say, Jay, you got to – with his style, he has to be around the right pieces. And you say he's ball dominant, yes. But the dude be setting triple-doubles. So if you pass the ball and getting triple-doubles in assists, you are giving up the rock at some point can in time. I, can I point I, out that, that on his team is a guy that almost won the scoring title. Ball dominant. 31 points a game. But Bradley Beal averaged 31 won the a game. Yes. Title. Yeah. So if he's ball dominant and, you know, nobody else can play, how did the other guy almost win the scoring title? If that's the case, I don't that, buy this. Yeah. I think it's more about what pieces you have to put around him to maximize what he does. That's what a good scout should know and a good GM should know. And that's what I think they tried to do in OKC before he ended up moving on. And also, I think what they're trying to do with Washington, that's an incomplete roster. But like, they need a lot more pieces. But when you got him, right, yeah, they went out and got Paul George at OKC. But Paul George ain't Kevin Durant. He ain't that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he is not Kevin Durant. If you take him and you put him with that type of player, if you put Westbrook with LeBron James, does he win a championship? Yeah, I just went – I mean, Paul George did finish third in the MVP voting that year. I, <laughs> that year. Right. I, I understand yeah. he finished third but he in the MVP like voting, but he didn't Just like saying, it. He yeah. wasn't happy. I get all the voting and stuff like that, but he's still not KD. You can, you could. it's just like the uh, Joker, if, if that's what y'all want to call him. He's probably going to win the MVP, but is he really the MVP like that, though? You, you see what I'm saying? Yes, like, I do. He's going to probably win the MVP. But everybody wants to give it to Steph. Everybody wants to give it to Steph. So I understand PG finished at a, a certain level. But if you put him with a KD or LeBron, something like that, or if they could have figured out how to keep that thing together in Houston when he was there, could they won a championship there? You see, if we want to dive deeper into the basketball conversation about can you win a championship with Russ, I think you can. Here are some of the challenges, though, that you will have. Russ wants the ball in his hands down the stretch. He wants the ball in his hands down the stretch. The ball's been in his hands. He feels very comfortable, and he has an alpha mentality to do so. The problem is, you know, you're talking about a career three-point shooter around 30.5%. Mm-hmm. He shot 31% this year. So what people will say is, hey, you want the ball in your hands, you got to be able to make shots down the stretch. That's Giannis. Especially if you can't get to the rim. Same it's as Giannis. That, it's, but it's turning into the same conversation, right? So once again, who do you surround them with? And they have to be willing to acquiesce at those moments to say, you have to be the guy down the stretch. If I need a shot, if I can't get to the rim, I need you to complete the deal. That's regular basketball talk. I, I hear that all the time. You need that's shooters a, around them. Just, just, just telling you the argument that people will try to use to say yeah. this is why you can't win with Russ. I'm not saying it's right, but that's what people will they, say. But, but if they he's don't. willing to defer, if, if you got a guy that is a better down the stretch shooter with the ball or whatever to the cup, whatever you want to call it, is he willing to defer to that? That's the question. Mentality wise, that's a question that people. That I, people I think about. so, though. I think he. Is. I think he would. Too. I mean, I know him well enough to think at the end of the day. I'm talking about personally, not even from a basketball standpoint. If that guy is that guy, 
he gonna let him do his thing. Are we on the same win. page? I agree with you. I'm yeah. just saying the narrative that people out there start talking about. Like even last night, like I'm watching and we'll say names on this show. I don't care. Like even Skip Bayless in now, like oh there goes Russell Westbrook. He's back. I'm like. Even though, come on, man, have you seen the way this dude has played? But even he, though I got mad last night, it text Jay because you know because I, Westbrook's a friend of mine. Like it's my guy from my crib. So I text Jay. I said, "What did I say?" Yeah, I, I said something. I was just I got mad, man. It was early in the game too. I said something. Isn't part of the thing with Westbrook though, like incomplete? Like everything's incomplete with him. Like Harden left early before they that, finished the, the job. Yes. Durant left before they finished the job. Then Harden, he got broken up after one year. PG went to the Clippers after signing that max extension with, with the Thunder. Like, everything's been incomplete with him. He hasn't been on a team long enough All with right, stars explain. around but him. Let, let, let's take that, everything's though. Everything's incomplete with James Harden, too, by the way. But yeah, but that's also what you just did was list things on a piece of paper without context. James Harden left. Why? Because he was a sixth man. He was coming off the bench. He wanted to be yeah. a starter. He wanted to be the Facts. man. And OKC and he could got not check. afford. Yeah. That's a that, that's a, a small yep. market franchise that wasn't able to afford all those Preach guys. That's one. Kevin Durant left. Why did he leave? He wanted that next opportunity. Two alphas. You could just tell it, it reached this point. They got to a finals. They got to a conference finals. They had reached that point where it was time to move on. They were together for a long time. Let's remember, that all started in Seattle. Yes. Right? Keep that in mind. But there was so, something about the ball sticking to Russ's hands instead of it being well, moved, remember, right? When Kate, and again, I'm going to give everybody as context player, on this because yes, I paid real close attention to that franchise. What also happened with Russ was that when KD went out with the foot stuff, yep. Russ emerged as the dog. Mm-hmm. That was him. It was his ball. It was his team. It's, and KD could see that. This was becoming his offense, his team now. Scotty looked at Russ, and they, they, they really have a great relationship, and it became, you got to be our guy. So when KD comes back from the injury, it's sort of like, I'm no longer the main guy. we got to share this. And for KD, that was not going to work anymore. So that happened there. The Chris Paul, uh, the, uh, the, the Harden thing in, in Houston – they're good friends. That was bad coaching. All right, I'm going to say it. That was bad coaching. The next thing we'll go to is Paul George. Paul George was, Kawhi said, I want you, and I want you to come to L.A. And Chase Paul George is like, let me home. see, yep. OKC or play with a superstar back home? But he was also trying to get back to L.A. from day one. Remember, the Lakers thing fell apart. That's right. And exactly. his feelings exactly. got hurt. So, again, that wasn't about Paul George just didn't want to play with Russ. It was, do you want to live in OKC? Or do you want to live? So let's just make sure we contextualize all that stuff about Russ because I'm a huge fan of his. People came after me because I thought the Knicks should have traded for him. Oh, I thought, was I, I thought they should have traded for him. And, and for half the season, I thought maybe that would have been a mistake. But now that you look at it, that's exactly a piece. He would fit so perfectly with that group, but he's fitting really well with the Wizards. Still have a chance to get the A seed. And if you're the Sixers, do you still want to see him? And if Bradley Beal is healthy. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District to Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. Jeff Saturday played with the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. But how big of a diva were they? Mm. We'll discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN Two lockers app. or one? Keyshawn, hmm. J. Will, and Zubin. Michael is in Queens. Michael, what's up, man? And as far as key goes and the diva, key, you're so diva, it's more like Kiva should be your new name. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. KJZ ESPN Radio, back to the NFL conversation we go and the diva conversation that it's amazing how like a, a very innocent, like uh, a fun joke well, just kind of like translated to took, other shows. It took and took off the into of its, its own. own. Yeah, it took off into its own thing. And what are you doing? What was that? You know, it was you a horrible thump thingy. The thump thingy. thingy. Well, you put the thump paper, thingy. you know, the paper kicking thingy, <laughs> football. Paper kicking thingy? Like this and adding yes, you're supposed to do the Saturday horrible joke. kick anyway. It was I, got, a horrible, right. I made the ball kind of messed up. I need to redo it. <laughs> we need some North Carolina influence here. Jeff Saturday joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Jeff. <laughs> Keith, Keith's playing a little football thumb morning. thingy. Right yeah, now. whatever you call that. What's up, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. So you played with some great quarterbacks in your day. Do you agree with Keyshawn that quarterbacks are divas? No, hold on. Two lockers. Ho- ho- hold on. Don't say agree with Keyshawn. Keyshawn and former general manager, Hall of Famer, Ron Wolf. Sorry, your name is no longer Keyshawn because we got the definition of diva in a, in the dictionary and a picture of Keyshawn yeah. came up. Key, you're it said so Kiva. Diva. It's it said more Kiva like instead of Diva. Yeah, Kiva. It's Kiva. The male version of Diva. Do you agree with me, yes or no, Jeff? <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, how can oh, you not? That is, that is oh, my perfect, God. That is, that is perfect. Listen, I look, this, is, this is the thing for me, man. You're calling the QB, the, the three that Ron Wolf are talking about, you're calling those cats divas like what we're talking about. Whether it's Russell Wilson, who he mentioned, uh, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers as like being divas. Russell Wilson took a beating for like three years with no offensive line. Go throw it, go run it, go take, you know, go take all the hits you can you can receive and still stay healthy. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson with with, with uh, Bill back a couple of years ago, like there's no protection there. You look at this whole thing, this thing has spiraled out of control. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers. What has been diva about the way that he played? I mean, he they, they, they move up for the first time, what, in 13 years without the knowledge of, of the franchise quarterback, draft a guy 
who you were in the NFC Championship game the year before. You make it again the following year, but you make it there because the quarterback that you upset balls out like like he played incredible football MVP so no I, I don't I don't agree with Ron I don't agree with you that these guys are divas these guys want to win they understand the window to this thing and they just watch Tom Brady go from one franchise to another where they give him everything that he needs and he produces they don't feel any different than, than Tampa Tom they feel like you give them what they need they'll go win you a championship I like the attitude. This isn't, to me, this is not something that's going to fracture a locker room. This is, hey, man, you get us what we want. We all, go to, we all want to go win, right? And, and, Key, you and I both know in the NFL, winning translates to cash in everyone's pocket. They will overpay some Super Bowl champions. So go hoist that trophy one time, and everybody looks at it the same way. I do not, th- I do not see these guys as divas, not even a little bit. See, it's not, Jeff, it's not diva as far as wanting to win and build and do all. No, that's not what it is. It's the personality. It's the two lockers. It's the I do avocado ice cream. I do I fly private. That's what the diva thing is, right? That's it. It's those sort of I got my personal private quarterback coach. I'm not talking about wanting to get I thought you were talking better. about yourself. No. No, I'm not talking about that part of it. So let's not, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm talking about them complaining about wanting to be better. I'm just talking about the sensitive nature of the quarterback position. But you're their best protector, so of course let's, you're going to protect them, let, Jeff. Let's, but let's 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 be real. Hey, let's be real honest, though, Key. As we move away from the football, like when you move away, you begin to get more diva-ish. Mm. The further out you get, and there's a couple dudes who are way out there. You may have been standing out there. I'm not sure, but that dude's way out there. <laughs> hey, them cats. Now they. Hey, hey. I remember one guy writing some book about. Hey, just, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm Y'all the guy. so funny, man. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this, Jeff. So Matt Judon, <laughs> as you know, we you know we tend to say don't poke the bear. Matt Judon, the, the new outside linebacker, defensive end for the New England <laughs> Patriots, took a little bit of a swipe at Tom Brady on Twitter. What did you make yeah. of that? I love it. Listen, there is nothing more fun from an offensive lineman to hear a defensive lineman complaining on the way back to the line of scrimmage or having to go run because the quarterback threw it in the dirt or didn't let him touch him. You know what I mean? Like, if you knew how many defensive linemen, linebackers who are rushing the pass are complaining, y'all lucky that he gets the ball out so fast. That's his job, man. Three seconds, get that thing out of your hand. Don't take no shot. All they want to do is, and I, look, defensive linemen only play 15 snaps a game. They don't even play the run anymore. It's all about rushing the passer. They rotate in, you know, every three snaps. Give me a fresh one to go rush against the offensive line I can't hear no complaints man come on that's the guy's job what's he he can't help your team laying on the face right you right. taking shots in the back like get rid of that thing man stop complaining D lineman go run man y'all make all the money you're all on the edges <laughs> everybody knows you take your helmet off after every sack now come on man <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Saturday joining us on the Goodyear hotline he's bringing the heat today I love it so just in context everybody understands that Judon said on it it's like an ask me anything kind of thing on Twitter he did say that Brady is the toughest quarterback he's faced, but why? He said just because he intentionally grounds the ball every time. Every time I'm about to get a sack on him, he throws the ball away. And Jeff, Jeff is saying 
Yeah, that's exactly what the job of the offensive yes, line is to is. do, is to make sure he has <laughs> enough time to do that. Exactly. Jeff, let's talk about another quarterback right. that plays for the Chicago Bears. Why would the Bears double down their assertion that Andy Dalton is going to be the starter, especially so early? I mean, we're in May. We're in May, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, Jay. Listen, I have no idea why any team comes out and talks about their depth chart, their roster chart, whatever, whatever, however you want to frame this thing. It is way too early to be making statements like this, where this guy's going to be this or that guy. What if he goes out and has a terrible preseason? Like you're telling me you just drafted fields. You're not going to use the guy. I mean, if he fits in and can take this offense to a completely different level, you're going to stay with a guy that you just brought in to be a stopgap anyway. No, I'm with you, Jay. Like, I, I think this is just, you know, keep Dalton happy, keep everybody in the locker room understanding, hey, our, our job is to go win. You know, Pace and, uh, and Nagy, both their jobs are on the line, so they're trying to do whatever they can to limit distraction. But but you and I, we all know, sitting on this thing, if Justin Fields comes out and produces, that's the cat who's going to be playing. Uh, it doesn't matter what, what they say about Andy Dalton in May. We got a long time before that thing really, the real whistles blow, and it matters. So when would you project him to become the starting QB? Uh, second half, game one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <I> just, <laughs> no, he, he, listen, it's all going to be about how he progresses in, in the preseason. You know, and with limited, obviously with more games, limited preseason action, that's going to be kind of one of those unintended consequences of extending the season, right, is how fast can you get these guys up to par and up to speed of the game. Because the truth is, it's going to be completely different. Even playing at Ohio State, this is not going to be the same. The way that defenses frame you and the way they move and shift, all the pre-snap things that you have to get figured out as an NFL quarterback, I'm just wondering how that time frame fits now. You don't, you know, no longer you're going to get that same, uh, you know, so many cuts at it in preseason. So, uh, but I don't think it's a talent issue. I think it's one of those things of just, hey, how many reps can we get him where he feels comfortable walking in and we don't have to shrink or limit the playbook um, you know, because of his age. Let's, let's get into where at least you're giving him an arsenal of plays where he can be successful in the NFL. Let me ask you this, though, Jeff. Now, now I'm going to really test your loyalty as an offensive lineman. Now, you got to hear me out here because you got to hear me. All right. In Peyton Manning's second year, and this is in reference to Tua and the Miami Dolphins. So in Peyton's second year, going into his second year, if – Somebody called Indianapolis and said, hey, you can trade Peyton Manning and get a top two quarterback, former MVP in the league. Would you do that? Would you take that? Uh, It depends on where I felt like I was from a team perspective. You know what I mean? Like the Colts with Peyton – they knew they, they still had a lot of pieces they had to put together, and everybody was going to kind of grow together, right? Because I've made this comment, and, and Key, I think this is what you're referencing, is Peyton's first year, he led, the, and I think he still has the record yeah. for most interceptions as a rookie, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he, I mean it, was, it was an abysmal year. They were 3-13, and 13, you know, with, with social media now. I mean, he would have been, you know, just decimated by, by – fans all over the world and you know he was the first pick and he's a bust and he's all these kinds of things Uh, you know when you when you talk about that it would be 
how close do I think I am as an organization? You know, if I could go get a Brett Favre for a Tua and I, you know, I felt like that was going to be my move or, or let's put in today's times, right? If you can go get Aaron Rodgers yes. and trade pretty much all but, but, but one or two quarterbacks, I'm probably going there because I know Aaron's yeah. going to give me four or five more years. My team can be what it is, and I know it's a known entity, right, instead of the development of a player. So I don't have an issue with that, but you better have all the pieces and parts because if you're looking from the long-term point of view, I think you stick with a young guy trying to develop him. But, but I, I'm like you. Listen, the NFL's fast, man. You go win a Super Bowl or two in that time frame, I mean, you're talking about legacies in, in an organization for years to come. So I, I'm kind of with you. I'm going to go get the guy that I know can mm. produce each and mm. every week as opposed to what potentially could happen. Yeah, and, and, and obviously Peyton Manning, the rest is history, right? We, 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 we know that. So right. for those that are going to tweet at me and Jeff, we're just – referencing the Tua situation, should the Miami Dolphins pick up the phone, engage the interest of Aaron Rodgers for Tua and a bunch of picks so they can hit pay dirt immediately. Yeah. Yeah, and key, and key. This this is one thing that nobody's talking about, right, is like, like Tua's, you know, his body of work isn't nearly enough. You and I both know to say whether this guy is going to be a franchise quarterback for years to come. I mean, even his college work, like, I mean, you, you look at how many games. This kid could turn out to be a Hall of Famer. We have no idea, but you got to give us time to make a decision. You can't give me six games and go, hey, is he ready, right, mm-hmm. on a team that was, was, was awful and now they're, t- you know, they win 10 games and all of a sudden they're in the conversation for the AFC East. Like, I'm not sure what else he can do do he's not going to go out there and have a mastery of the game that fast so I'm with you man I think you know I would not just write off two and act like this guy can't be a great quarterback but it takes time to know what you yeah. have mm-hmm. and and we just don't have you know an, enough information to really make that call yeah mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a league of right now and, and that's really what it's become instead of what you that's can right. become you got to buy time you got to ask for patience and we know fans we're never patient Jeff diva. we love having you on thanks so much Jeff is a diva Give me the Appreciate damn ball. Appreciate you, Have a great day. <laughs> All right, Jeff Saturday on the Goodyear Hotline. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zoom. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's Home Quote Explorer gives you multiple quote options so you can pick what's right for you. See for yourself at Progressive.com. We got Market Madness continuing next. Aaron Rodgers, not number one in his own market, but he, would he be number one in this market? We'll find out next after SportsCenter. Tatum launches a wing left three and punches another one down. 48 for Tatum. 106.88 Boston. Sean Kelly on ESPN Radio as Jason Tatum ended up with 50 to lead the Celtics past the Wizards. 118-100. They advance now to play in the playoffs against the Nets or the two-seed. That's the 2-7 bracket. Game one, Saturday, 8 p.m. on ABC Tatum became the sixth player in Celtic history with a 50-point game in playoff or play-in tournament game. The Wizards, by the way, they still are alive. They head back home. They'll host the Pacers in a winner-take-all game for the eighth seed, Thursday night, 7.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. The Pacers blew out the Hornets in the 9-10 game. To baseball, Spencer Turnbill tossed the fifth no-hitter in the majors this season. Turnbill helped the Tigers to a 5-0 win over the Seattle Mariners Tuesday night. It's the second season in baseball history with five no-hitters before the month of June. The other one, 1917. There was also five that year. It was the first Tigers no-hitter since Justin Verlander in 2011, the eighth in Tigers history. 
Also in baseball, Mike Trout will be out an estimated six to eight weeks with a grade two right calf strain. He's going to the 10-day injured list. Since 2012, the Angels are 34 games over 500 when Trout's in the lineup. When he's not in the lineup, 25 games under 500. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some Straight Talk, cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's Best Networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. KJZ, ESPN Radio. This one might cause some controversy. This one might cause some arguing. It might cause a fight. Mm-hmm. We actually look forward to that stuff here on this show. As we continue with Market Madness, we go to Denver. And as we go to Denver, we go to Mark Schlereth, who's the host of the Schlereth and Evans show on 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Mark, good morning. What's up, Mark? Good Good, good morning. Hey, as you guys know, Jay, and uh, as, as you guys know, Key, I don't host anything. I let the host do the work, so I, I say you run the show so I can run around in it. That's, that <laughs> My job is to run around in the show. I'm not hosting Jack Squat. Oh, so that, that goes on also there, not just here. Huh. That's good to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, no, that goes on Evans. You do all the work, let me have all the fun. That's how it works. That's where it goes, Stink. Well, I, I hear, yeah. though, on this list you put together that there, has, there was actually some controversy. Between you and our producer, yeah, yeah, because he asked me who's the number one, like who gets the table. Aaron Rodgers gets the table. But Aaron Rodgers is the most popular guy in the city, even though he's not here right now. So I mean, that was my that was my like, hey, no, he's number one. He's like the producer's like, no, you can't put Aaron Rodgers. What do you mean I can't put Aaron Rodgers? He didn't want to play in Green Bay. Like we want, welcome open arms over <laughs> here, man. We're ready. We're ready to welcome him. It's anywhere in Denver. I noticed you table. said. I noticed you said right now, as if maybe you know something. Hey man, I don't know. I don't know Jack. <laughs> I, I just know that he doesn't want to play in Green Bay anymore. And uh, and I do know that we're in a situation here in Denver where we've got the uh, we've got the cap space, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't have you know we don't have a a legitimate. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to disparage the guys that are here, but come on. I, I mean, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, nice guys, you know. Really, really n- nice way to put it. Really <laughs> nice people, yeah. you know. Nice guys, yeah. great guys. They're really, yeah. They've got hey, great personality. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't want to date them. <laughs> All right, well, give us your list, and I'm going to note that that Drew Locke and Teddy Two Gloves will not be on this list. Go ahead. Well, you know, I mean, you you talk about the the parameters were uh, waiting for a table, right? Uh, my number one or my number three guy is Vic Fangio, the head coach of the Broncos, and, and you know, here's the here's the reasoning behind that. He had a big free agent, you know, dinner, and uh, he and and John Elway last year went out to Elway Steakhouse, you know, and they and and yeah, it was a big it was a big deal, and you're courting a player. And everybody gets steaks, and Vic Fangio ordered a cheeseburger. Nice. So I'm thinking that Vic never, you know, he's never going to a restaurant where you actually have to wait for a table. <laughs> like, I don't think you wait for a table at Wendy's. So, you know, if you're ordering cheeseburgers, he's not going to have to wait. So Vic Fangio, number three on my list. All right. Number two. Number two on my list, Chuck Nasty. Charlie Blackman, he's got the big beard. He's recognizable. He's one of the most quirky dudes you'll ever meet in your entire life. Like, everybody just kind of wants to sit down with Chuck and have a beer and, and pick his brain because you're not quite sure what's in there. And then my number one 
in this market, Von Miller. Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. Von Miller's been doing it as well as anybody over the course of his career. Uh, a legitimate big-time player, Hall of Fame player. He'd be the most recognizable and the easiest one to get a tape. Mark, you know, we talk basketball all the time when you were here. Um, how come you don't have a guy who's going to win the MVP this year of the NBA, the Joker, on your list? Well, <laughs> Jay, listen, you're looking at a situation here in Denver where they haven't been on local TV in two years. The Denver Nuggets and the Colorado Avalanche aren't on local TV. Wow. Their owner, Stan Kroenke, is fighting with Comcast. About 90%, 80%, 85% of the people here in Colorado can't watch our local team. You've got what? two of the best teams in, in the history of, of Colorado. The exciting, great basketball the Joker is the Joker is he's phenomenal. I mean, he's sublime with his skill set, and it's so unique compared to what everybody else plays, the way everybody else plays the game. And you can't watch him. You had an opportunity to create generational fans here in Colorado over the last two years, and you've been squabbling over pennies with the local Comcast. It's it's ridiculous. So we don't we don't ever get to watch him play. The Avalanche. The first time I got to watch him play this year was in the playoff game the other night. That's amazing. So it's it's a it's a tragedy. You, like the '77 Broncos, the Orange Crush. People still talk about the Orange Crush. The Broncos hadn't been worth you know a score of piss up until that point, mm. and people still look at the '77 Broncos like that put them on the map. That defense put them on the map. You've had that opportunity here for two years, and you've squandered it. I just want to explain to people too, like like what 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 you're talking about. It, the Avalanche won the President's Trophy as the best team in the NHL going into the postseason. They have a legit chance. If in fact you'd call them the favorites to win the Stanley Cup this year, and their home market has not watched them play on regional network, and the Nuggets have <laughs> arguably the best player in the league, the MVP. And a team that has been a lot of fun to watch, a, gr- a young team that's grown together, wow. and they have not watched them in their own market. That's what that's what we just learned here, which a lot of us around the country we didn't know. I had that. No idea about that. That's insane to me. That is insane. Yeah, it. it I mean, we haven't got to see the the development. I mean, the incredible envelop- development of Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, who you know initially Michael Malone wasn't playing because he didn't do some of the dirty work, and he was kind of forced to play him. And he, 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 like, he grew before your eyes, and nobody got to see it. Nobody got to witness it. I mean, it's, it, it's insanity is what it is. Uh, and so, anyhow, that's kind, of, that's kind of the local market right now. And, um, and it's a shame because the Joker skill set, um, hell, you've got, you got Nathan McKinnon, who's one of the best hockey players mm-hmm. in the National Hockey League, oh, yeah. bar none. Um, he is, I mean, the guy, he is a phenomenal player and again we don't get a seam in the local market that's amazing quick question now because uh, our producer evan also has a problem with you you call them joker we call him joker he says eggman because it's Jokic, not Jokic, so it's more like yoke that's his nickname for him thumbs up thumbs <laughs> down it, well hey listen he would know better than i he could have watched more games than i can so <laughs> um you know he doesn't live here so yeah I'll, I'll go with that evan you got it eggman i'm good with that yeah, he really pushes Eggman, Mark. Yeah, he's like, I'm Jay, not, ask him about Eggman. Is it better nickname? I'm not, I'm not asking that. Yeah. I, thought, I was hoping, I was hoping that, that you would definitely uh, negate that one. But you're going with it. Okay. Mark, though, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I, you can go on whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> ask Mark if Elway was a diva. Uh-oh. You just did. 
No, you can ask. Yeah, me. no, El- Elway, uh-uh. Elway, was you know, Elway a two-locker guy, was, Mark? Was he a two-locker guy, or did he have one locker? Oh, Elway had two lockers, but Elway had two lockers. That's a diva! He had so much crap he had. He had so much crap that he had to sign. But here's the the difference, Key. Elway would show up to work out every day, show up. We used to do this this leg press thing, and it was, you know, it was on on the leg day, and you'd be in groups, you know, in the offseason. And it was a hammer strength leg press, and it was miserable because they'd load it up, and our strength coach at the time, Rich Tootin, would lean on it, and it, I mean, it would, he would hold it so you couldn't push it out. I mean, it was a miserable day, that that particular workout day. And Elway's sitting in there, I'm in his group, because he worked out with us. And he's sitting there, and he goes, you realize that if I, if I decline doing this, I'm still going to make the team, right? I'm, I'm, <laughs> you, like, you're not going to get me cut. And, but he would do it anyway. So he wasn't, he wasn't shouting at people. He wasn't in the huddle. The only time he would yell at us, is if the play got in late and we had to hustle up to the line of scrimmage. So he was not a diva in that way, any way, shape, or form. All right, there it is. Dispelled. Not Two a lockers. diva. Two There's lockers. one quarterback. I was, oh, well. hey, I was happy to have a half a locker. I would have shared a locker with a guy. <laughs> hey, Mark, you, you know who else okay. had two lockers? Kiva. Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's what I call it. Bye, Mark. Nice showing us, Mark. We have to move on to our commercial We are learning a lot today. Mark Slareth on the Goodyear Hotline, Market Madison, Denver. Thanks so much. All right, Mark. You got it. Be good. And no idea. That both teams don't have local TV. I have no yeah, idea. You know, we went through that. We went through that. that in L.A. with the Dodgers. Yeah, I remember we that couldn't. Too. We couldn't yeah. watch Outrage. the Dodgers forever. Just incredible. Market Madness brought to you by Indeed. Hiring start finding the right people right away. Visit Indeed.com/slash/credit. So we heard. All right. So Elway not a diva. We did find one current quarterback who also is not a diva. You'll find out next after Jay has this from Indeed. The reasons to find your next hire with Indeed are starting to add up, aren't they? Just look at the numbers. Instant Match searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates whose resumes fit your job description. They have 135 skills tests that go beyond the resume to help you find the right candidates faster. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. Combined. So, if you want to multiply your employees and subtract the hassles of finding them, Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Michael is in Queens. Michael, what's up, man? You guys are great. It's the greatest morning show. I got a ton of options in the tri-state area. Say it again. You guys are intelligent, intuitive, and just plain fun. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
great point that uh, I think that was right, Spears that made that, right? Yeah, that Swagoo. Like, that yeah, that was like Swagoo. I, I recognize the voice, but it's a great point he makes when you think about the Atlanta Falcons and you know the talk of them making some moves. So they go for Kyle Pitts. They don't go for a quarterback, which some people thought they might have. And instead they get another target, another skill player. But then there's talk of maybe Julio Jones being moved because of contract and everything else. And you hear Swagoo say that, like, if you're Matt Ryan, no, I want as many weapons as I can, do whatever it takes, stand on a table and tell ownership, no, you've got to do this. But Absolutely. If, if people think, Allen, that Kyle Pitts is going to replace Julio that's Jones. That's what some people are saying. Man, stop. Man. I know. He doesn't, it, it's, it, just because he's big and tall. He's not Julio Jones. He doesn't run like Julio Jones. He can't get in and out of his breaks. He doesn't have the sudden quickness. And he doesn't have the relationship with Matt Ryan. That's the important you part, You would be too. a fool to think to move Julio Jones and Kyle Pitts is going to replace him. No. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. So what I want to play for you uh, is some things that Matt Ryan said. You heard a little bit of it there in the rejoin, but I want you in the full context because – and again, all kidding aside, we talk about quarterbacks being divas and stuff and Aaron Rodgers, his demands. And, uh, you know, Matt Ryan is 36 years old. Mm-hmm. He's had a terrific career, obviously. Absolutely. Still even last year, even with the losing, 4,500 yards, 26 touchdowns. Like, he's still producing. I'm a Matt Ryan guy. Yeah. Well, listen to him first talking about himself. The first approach is about himself, where he is in his career and how – he knows the clock is ticking. He understands that people are looking at him, especially with his franchise, saying, time's coming where we've got to find a replacement. But he still believes that with all that said, he's still got some football left. You play well for long enough. These are the conversations that are, are going to come up. Um, you know, I understand I'm, I'm not going to play forever, but I also, you know, have the mindset that I'm still playing really well and, and have, you know, a lot of good football in front of me. So there's that. A lot of football in front of me. But the conversations are going to be had. You have to understand that. You know, the opposite of Aaron Rodgers, who clearly didn't understand that they needed to get a quarterback in-house just because you're getting older. But that aside, we also talked about two lockers, right? Quarterbacks, right? All that stuff. LA had two lockers. Okay. But listen to how Matt Ryan talks about those two lockers. You know, whether it's year one, year 14 – you know, whatever year it is, you're constantly trying to prove that you're the right person for this spot. You know, I was told at a young age from some veteran players that in that locker room, you don't own the locker. You just, you rent it. And so, um, you know, I try and pay my rent on time all the time and, and do the best I can do to, to, to stay in that spot. What do you think of that? I mean, that you don't own it, you rent it. He Absolutely. was told that that's his mindset. Always have to prove yourself year Absolutely. after year. It's like an assembly line, like Parcells used to say. One gets off, another one gets mm-hmm. off. Another, it's just going to keep going. So you've got to, every single year, from your rookie year until you decide to hang the cleats up, you've got to go out there and prove yourself because what the front office does is they do self-evaluation on their own teams. Where can we get better at? If we can upgrade this position, and much like I just had, uh, we, we, we had Jeff Saturday on, Peyton Manning, conversation. Peyton Manning threw as many interceptions his rookie year. If Brett Favre was available the next year, you don't think Bill Polian would have figured it out? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if Matt Ryan, they felt like Matt Ryan didn't have enough left in the tank, they would have drafted. Uh, it wouldn't have been Trey Lance. Maybe it would have been Justin Fields at four. 
I mean, so so was that an indication that they because you know he could move on too, not just Julio Jones, but eventually Matt Ryan could be a guy they move on from. I think it's next year, right? Two, or two, 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 or two is, seasons. Is it two from seasons from now? Yeah. So is this an indication that we still think there's plenty left there, and we want to get, take so, another shot with Matt Ryan? Man, there's so much that's left in the tank with Matt Ryan. Sometimes guys like this have to be put in the right positions with the right people around them. The reason that they lost as many games over the last couple of years is not because of Matt Ryan. How about the defense? How about mm, the defense? They haven't had just, a good defense in they, years. They, haven't, they, they let Tom Brady and them come back in the Super Bowl and get them, and they haven't been the same since. The, the head coach, who was supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach, is now the defensive coordinator yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. So when you look at all of that, the quarterback, at, where these quarterbacks are in this day and age, they can play – for a long time and still get it done with the right pieces around them. Look at Drew Brees. He was still getting it done. And with the right shot. pieces around him, doesn't that mean that if you're the Falcons, Julio Jones shouldn't be going anywhere then? Shouldn't be going anywhere, but when people are now knocking on your door and saying, hey, we'll give you this for him, and it start, you start to think, well, you know, we could possibly get these and if we feel mm. good about Calvin Ridley and Pitts. You know, but they got to yeah, be smart. Great they respect be smart. for Matt Ryan, no doubt about it. Championship by bust in the NBA. That's next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.